We are going to move on. You guys, <laughs> Justin Reed doubles down on Twitter. Um, as we know, he was talking smack ahead of the Bengals game. After the game, though, he did apologize uh, to Hayden Hurst. He said he has respect for him. They just didn't play their best, blah, blah, blah. Then um, on Tuesday, he tweets, unpopular opinion. We lost, but I was still right with the emoji with the zip mouth. And then he said, cry about it. <laughs> Whoa, okay. So the loss didn't affect him at all. The, the cry about it part. I mean, I don't know. We are going to probably have to face this team again. So what are we doing? Kayla, how often do you clap back at the haters? Is that a common, (laughs) is that, is that a common thing for you? I, I did it. I did it more like a few years ago. I don't care as much now. I don't know. I don't really, I'm not starting fights on Twitter often, but. (laughs) (laughs) Here are the concerning parts of this for me. He's supposed to be a leader. Andy Reid told him on Friday to don't do this. Like, don't do this, man. He said it. He's like, we don't do that here. Don't do this. You lost. So they're going to dunk on you a little bit. That's the way it works. Jamar Chase is going to post him doing the duck. He's saying tuna in a can. You have to just wear it. His point is not totally crazy. He didn't have the world's worst game from a coverage perspective. They only targeted him a couple of times. He didn't really allow a catch, but he got run over a couple of times. And the defense he is a part of let up 423 yards and too many points. And the problem is when you say, I wasn't wrong, but the defense had a bad game, you're saying they, the rest of this team wasn't good enough. And there's just no reason to do it. Andy said specifically to cut it out, you lost, you got to let this one go. I don't see the benefit. This is one of those moments when you are so much better served to just say nothing. You can think it, but it is better to say nothing at all. I like when athletes say things, I get that part of it, but you would have been better served just saying nothing. Cody, I know you're a a big fan of The Wire, as am I, and one famous line from that show is that you cannot lose if you don't play, which I would imagine is (laughs) a notion that Andy Reid would subscribe to. You can't lose this game if you just don't play it at all, so let's not play it. And Justin Reed decided to play it. He lost it. And then afterwards decided to say, no, but actually I won. I may have lost the first one, but wait, just one more tweet. I'm, I'm a, I still have a chance to win this. If I just send this tweet off. I wonder how he imagined that playing out because there's no way, there is no way he convinced himself that like they'll love this. Like people will love it when I say this. Yeah. Like anyone. So am I just to assume that that Justin Reed is playing Twitter chess and we're all playing checkers. No, because he wanted, he wanted to stir a frenzy. He wanted to just piss people off and like light a fire and walk away. For a guy who signed uh, the biggest free agent contract uh, for the Chiefs this offseason, um, financially, right? Like the longest term, the most money, pretty much. MVS's was comparable. Why would you make yourself public enemy number one? Like, real quick, Kayla, who do you think Chiefs fans like less on the Chiefs than Justin Reed right now? Is there a single player they like less? I don't, think he was, I don't think he was talking to Chiefs fans. I think he believes he was talking to Bengals fans. Hashtag yes. haters. I don't yes. think he I was know, saying but, that to Chiefs fans. Yeah, but by doing that, he's become the enemy to the, the people he wants to support him. Because right now, every, every team, every team, you, uh, you work for the Kings, Kayla. 
Every single team, no matter professional, collegiate, fans have the guy they hate on their own team. For the last couple of years, Dan Sorensen's been proudly wearing that crown. For the Kansas <laughs> City Royals, it's probably Ryan O'Hearn. For the Kings, I don't know who it is. Just it, It's a guy on the Kings who people just decided they hate. And it's usually the guy who's not the best player on the team, but they're never the worst player on the team either, you know? They're like just bad enough or say enough bad things to get under your skin. And that's now Reed, because he's going to be the face of any defensive struggles the rest of the way. He shouldn't have done that to himself. He shouldn't have become the face of the defensive struggles for the rest of the way. Chris Jones could have just worn that by being the most important player for them, because that's the truth. That's where the more lies. But he decided to like wear this, take this up. I don't understand. You know what's so funny about it is we hadn't been talking about Justin Reed all season long. Nope. We hadn't, we'd hardly mentioned his name. And that's who he's been. He has been the shoelaces of this defense. We don't notice yet. You're just sort of there. You do a job. You don't do it particularly fine. well. You're not particularly flashy. You're also not getting in the way. You're not constantly coming undone, causing us to step on our shoelaces or trip and fall. You're just there. You're the shoelaces of the defense. And he's like, no, I want more. Give me attention. Guess what, Justin? Now you're getting attention and you're going to get it all season. And anytime you get beat, anytime you get stiff armed, anytime you miss a tackle, Chiefs fans are going to pounce on it. That is the attention that you have brought to yourself. Is it bad that I don't hate him? Like, I am loyal to my team. I don't hate him either. I don't. I don't yeah. It's like, this is your bed. Now you get to sleep in it. You I just think it. it's, I think it looks bad with the Bengals. Like, I'm scared of what the Bengals are going to do to us in the playoffs because of this. They're going to dig up receipts. They're going to remember this. They're going to want to just shut them down. Here's the thing. They have already dug all that up. So, like, it's already out on the table. If these two teams place each other in the postseason. There's not more dirt to dig. They both got plenty of juice in the game. Like it's not too late or it is too late to put any of this back. Nick, as you said, like you can't unmake this bed. It's just, it is, it is there. And, and why do it? If here's the thing about Justin Reed, you can say like, he's done a fine job this year. Justin Reed is not, and never has been some sort of shut down ball hawking safety, right? He's never, He's never even flashed like the potential of being an all pro type. You're not someone who shuts guys down. Why are you trying to create this false persona for yourself that like now? Yeah, I shut him. I said I was going to shut him down and I shut who who did you shut down? Hayden Hurst, who, by the way, is like the 14th best tight end in the AFC and left <laughs> the game with an injury. Like, what exactly are you even saying? Like, that was the part that was so funny today was I don't even know what what he's arguing. It's so confusing to me just as his original comments were confusing to himself when he didn't know who the hell he was talking about. I don't hate him either, Kayla. It's just like, I don't know what the hell he's doing. I'm, I'm confused as to what the whole purpose is here. I just don't, there's no reason to trigger Andy too. Like Mitchell Schwartz, who played for Andy for five years, took to Twitter today and be like, I don't know why you're doing this, man. You're either <laughs> on your way to the facility or you're already in the facility. He said, they are going to be mad at him. Ooh. Because Andy doesn't like controversy and he's just digging it right back in right after on Friday. He said, we don't do that. He knows that now. And you're like, mm, uh, bad news, Andy. You might not know it yet. Just stop, Justin. Just stop. Yeah. Well, it's still Hashtag. somewhat under control. Hashtag just stop, Justin. Just stop, 
Justin. Let's get that trending. Okay. We'll give it's it like a watching a train wreck. <laughs> Just stop, Justin. All right, guys, with a little over a month left in the regular season, how real are the concerns about the Chiefs' special team woes? I mean, it's the worst unit on the field. Man, you know what? They almost did it, too. What a weird time for this conversation, almost, because <laughs> pitching a perfect game until Butker missed that field goal. They were doing it, man. Aces. Hunt game's going fine. Pacheco had his best kickoff return game. Felt like things were clicking. And then Harrison Butker missed a 55-yard kick, and then it's there. The truth is, it's, 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 a, it's a fatal flaw kind of thing. It doesn't mean somebody's going to hit you in the Achilles, but it is part of what can be their undoing. So yeah, I'm concerned. They are young. They admit that they're young. They make mistakes. They're not particularly good in kickoff returns, in punt returns, in kick coverage. Because for the first time in the Toby era, it can't even save them in a game. You know, it used to be the special teams would occasionally win them a game. They'd get a big kick or punt return and it would win them a game. And they can't even do that. You're just asking them not to screw it up. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be kind of foolish to not be worried about. I think it'd be kind of foolish to not be worried the special teams could cost them at a big moment. Kayla, when you when you when you think of the special teams this year or like the concerns that you ask about. Does your mind immediately go to the punt returns and the, like that, those sort of miscues or does, does it go to Harrison Butker? I, I'm not pointing the finger at Harrison. It's, it's definitely kick return. I, I think what Harrison does is incredible. I think he's one of the best kickers in the league and I'm not ready to be down on him just yet. I know he hasn't had his best season. He's dealt with injury, but I'm not pointing the finger at Harrison yet. See, well, Sky was the biggest problem. Yeah. What's so weird is that in a season where Harrison Butker has kicked a 62 yard field goal, right? <laughs> he comes in and kicks a 62 yarder. There is anxiety every time he comes onto the field. He's ranks 26 in field goal percentage, Nick. It's not unreasonable. He hasn't right. kicked as many as some of those other guys because he was hurt, but he's making a lower percentage of his kicks than ever. Was that one on Sunday because of the low snap? Is that I totally mean, his fault? No, I mean, things probably do have to go a little more perfect, Kayla, to your point. On a 55-yard field goal, you can't afford less mistakes. You can afford less high snaps, less low snaps, less mistakes. But no offense, he's the guy who makes $4.5 million. James Winchester, who did sign an extension, doesn't. Your job is to power through all that. That's why yeah. you're one of the highest paid kickers in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where I'm at, too. It's that when you think about the Chiefs in sort of their highest form, it's been because not only are they so efficient at scoring and, and putting six on the board is that when the offense does come up short, they've had a top five kicker in the NFL who can extend the range of where they can score from. So when you, when you do that, it's almost like you're including Harrison Butker into the offense and it makes the offense that much more potent because it's like, we, we don't need to move the ball down to the 35 yard line. We can move it down to the 42 yard line. We get an extra buffer zone that most other teams in the NFL don't get, right? It makes your offense that much more dangerous. And if all of a sudden that's no longer a reality, or at least it's not a reality as consistently as it used to be, it almost makes me feel like the offense is taking a step back when it's not, right? It's just that the offense is now being asked to do more. It's and asking that, them to be mistake free. Yeah, and make that feels, for their mistakes. And that feels like an unreasonable ask to look at Patrick Mahomes and say, hey, can you? 
You do, I know you're the MVP favorite. Could you do a little more, maybe? Could you move it? Give me seven more yards here. He'll probably, he probably will. If you ask him, he'll be like, fine. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll do it. But like, that's the issue is that he's already doing so much. Now you're saying be more perfect because our kicker is not quite as reliable as he used to be. Cody, I know you brought up this on the podcast the other day. Do you think he still is dealing with injury, Harrison? Either that or he's just out of kicking practice. I don't really care which one it is, but he's not the same kicker. Like whether whether he's hurt or just he hasn't had the rep, so it's not as smooth. He's not as good. He is not. You cannot trust him the way you trusted him last year to make a 55 yarder. You should just trust Patrick Mahomes instead. Better. It's smarter. It's safer. It's all of those things. It's not to say that Harrison Bucker is never going to kick a field goal. But yeah, I think unless he starts showing the ability to make every kick 90 percent of the time like before. I would proceed more like he's every other NFL kicker. Proceed with caution. 